0: Hey geniuses, welcome back to the Own Your Genius Podcast where we discuss business, mindset, and law. My name is Attorney Laconia Murray, owner of Off the Mark IP Solutions, where we help clients throughout the United States own their genius and protect their brand through trademark, copyright, and business development. Listen, I know that I'm supposed to be on vacation, but I could not leave without giving you a little something something. Listen, so each week in the Genius Lounge, we go live and we have what's called Murray's Law which is our weekly Q&A session. What I'm doing for this week's podcast is just giving you the replay of last week's session. Enjoy and happy holidays. We're live. I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining me. I am attorney LaConya Murray. For those of you who don't know, I'm the owner of Alphamark IP Solutions and the founder of the Genius Lounge. It's a community where entrepreneurs can come to build better businesses. They can learn about business and law. We are actually live in the Genius Lounge right now. I'm also live on Instagram. But if you want your questions answered, be a part of the conversation you definitely want to go to geniuslounge.co because that's where the magic is so we have a few questions so let me just tell you about what we have going on so those of you are new i see gary's here gary i think this is your first time on a murray's law like a live one so what murray law is is our weekly q a sessions where you get to ask your general questions as it relates to business or law this is not legal advice but it's really um, meant for educational purposes. Sometimes you have questions and you don't feel like going down the Google rabbit hole. You just want to go ahead and get straight to the source. That's what this is. We are going to be here until 7 30. Questions are pre-submitted and the people in the genius insiders, their questions get answered first simply because the insiders is our legal, our membership our subscription program for legal and business. So the insiders first and then lounge members. And then if we have time, anybody that submits questions while we're live, then those will be answered. We have a few questions today, so we're going to get started. The first question is a really good question. This question says, can a domain name be trademarked? So can Geniuslounge.co be trademarked? So whenever you want to ask yourself, if something can be trademarked, the thing you want to ask yourself is, does this identify the source of a good or a service, the source of a good or a service, meaning who makes something, who's providing something. And oftentimes when you have a domain name, it's not an indicator of the source, like who made it, but rather where it can be purchased. So, if you're using it in that way as a way it can be purchased, then no, the domain name cannot be trademarked. However, because there's always a however, right? If you are using it as a brand identifier, then yes, it can. I have trademarked domain names in the past for clients, but they were actually using it in their branding. So, GeniusNouns.co is it was part of their branding, wasn't just an address. Great question. The second question, do you need a different type of contract for services? So if you have client services, I wouldn't know if you would need a, a different type of contract. You might need to have some additional terms in there. There might be some additional considerations that you would have with a corporation that you wouldn't have for a individual. But if you have a client agreement, then you have a client agreement. You still want to be able to put the payment terms in there. The, um, the services was, was who's responsible for what, when they'll be done. It just might be some, it might need a little tweaking, but each contract. And that's the thing, even if you're going individual to individual, right? You could use. You can have a contract that needs tweaking it might not have the same thing that you needed for this person over here might not be the same as you needed for this other person so each contract that you enter into use a contract template or whatever like you need to make sure that you still review it to make sure that everything applies to the person that you're currently entering into the agreement with and that nothing else needs to be added whether it's an individual corporate the next question is what is the appropriate level of business insurance you recommend for a small business in a startup phase to cover general and professional liability that is a great question unfortunately that question is outside of my realm of genius but one of the things that we should do and we could do especially um this question came from an insider is that we can have an insurance broker come in and talk to us about business insurance and liability the best kind to get how much to get so That question, I will just put a little note to get expert help. We will address that. All right. Awesome. Sauce to see. The next question is, this one is a really good question because I I get this all the time. Someone will come to me and say, I have this trademark that I want to use or been using, but somebody else is using it, but they don't have a trademark yet. So in their mind, because that other person didn't have a trademark, If they file first, they think that there's no issue because they have the trademark, the federal registered trademark, there's no issue. But that's not how it works. If you have two people with unregistered marks, whoever in the United States is first to use, not first to file. And that law and that trademark interest, you get that interest. As soon as you start associating that mark with a good or service. So that means that even without registration, you have a trademark interest. However, that interest is limited to your geographical area, which is why you want the federal trademark. The federal trademark will give you protection throughout the United States, which will allow you to prevent other people from using that same or similar trademark in your same or related field. So if, you're, if you just came up with a brand name and you like, oh, I love this name, and you go through the USPTO database and just do what we call a knockout search. You just put the name in and see what comes back and nothing comes back but then you do a Google search and you notice that, Oh, there's somebody already using this. You need to check and see if they're using it in the same or related field as you are. And if they're using it as a trademark, if they were using it first, just depending on how it was used then that's that person's trademark. And when it comes to trademarks, the whole purpose of a trademark is so that you can make your place in the market, make your stand in the marketplace. And and the only way you can do that is if your mark is unique. If you run across a situation where you're doing your own preliminary search and you're finding marks that are similar to yours, that tells you that you might want to go back to the drawing board because that mark is not unique. You want something that so when people see it, they know that it's you. You don't want them to confuse you with anyone else. So that's the whole purpose. My thing is don't try to beat somebody to registration. Right. If you see that a few people and sometimes there are multiple marks out there. So if you see where a few people have the same or similar mark, listen, step back and let them have it. Let them have it. Because you want to be like there's not another Nike, right, or Reebok or anything close. There's not another Disney or Kleenex or Apple. You see what I'm saying? Like they chose unique marks and we want you to do the same. Good question. And a lot of these questions are trademark based. And it looks like we're gonna have some time for additional questions. It's 7.15, I'm on my, my last question. So if, we have, if you have questions, go ahead and drop them in the box and I will answer those questions. This question is, what is the difference between a trademark, a service mark, and a trade name? And I love this question. So what's the difference between a trademark, a service mark, and a trade name? And here's the thing trademarks and service marks are used interchangeably a trademark is when you're talking about goods when you're talking about goods a service mark is when you're talking about services so i have a service mark because i provide services but if i'm going to get a trademark for my clothing line clothes are goods so that's a trademark at the end so whenever you see that tm that lets you know that that's a common law trademark when you see SM, that lets you know that it's a common law service mark. We just talked about common law. But at the end, they both go through the same registration process, right? And at the end, if they're approved, they both end up with that R with a circle around it. So the only difference is one identifies a good and the other identifies a service. A service marks identify the service and a trademark identifies the goods. And then the question about the trade name, I love that. And the reason i love that is because a lot of times people think that their business name and their trade name are the same their trade name is the name that people in the market know you by. so your brand name your trade name and your brand name are the same but your trade name and your business name don't have to be the same so if you are you know i'll use me for example my business name is murray law group llc and the reason that matters is because the state wants to know who's starting a business in the state so they know where to get their money from. It has nothing to do with trademarks. However, I do business ads. You guys know me as Off The Mark IP Solutions. That's what I do business. That's my brand name. So that trade name is how the people in trade in the market know you. And, that, and the, the other part of the question is, can it be registered? Yes, that is what you register again, your business name and your trade name don't have to be the same. And since we're talking about this, a lot of times people assume that because their business name is available for registration in their state, that the trade name is available for registration as a trademark. And because they're two separate things, that's not the case. When you go to your state database to see if your name is available, They're just checking that state database. They're just, they just looking to see if it's available in Alabama. They're not checking any other state. They're not checking federal registration because they're not interested in trademarks. Again, they just want to know who they can collect these taxes from. Sometimes you get into in the situation where you go and you have that state, that LLC, that business name, but then you end up with a cease and desist letter and you're like, but I own the name, but you don't, you just have that name registered in the state and a lot of people because they don't understand the thing about business name and trade name what they do is they register their what they want to be their trade name as their business name without doing a trademark clearance search first which means if you go you don't you don't clear the mark so a trademark clearance search is when you search to make sure that the name is available and it's not infringing on anyone else's trademark when you skip that step even if you're only operating in your state, you say, well, I don't need a federal trademark. I'm not, I'm not doing any business anywhere outside of Georgia, outside of Alabama, outside of wherever it is you reside. That's cool. You might not be doing any business outside of the state, but what about the people that are outside of the state that have a trademark, right? And now you registered in your state and what you registered is infringing on their trademark because their trademark allows them protection throughout the United States. Doesn't matter whether or not you plan on doing business in another state So that's why trademarks are important Even if you don't plan on doing business federally, you still need to make sure you're not infringing on someone's trademark Because it's very possible that you can. All right. Those were some really good questions I really appreciate everyone that submitted questions. We do have time for maybe one or two more If there are any questions in the chat, let's see, but we do have a good question. It says I'm sorry I'm late. So I hope this isn't redundant. Is it true that it's first to file for a trademark? That's a great question It that is not true. And the United States is first to use It's first to use. You can, so that's why when we do our trademark clearance searches here, we don't just check the federal database. Because if someone files for a trade, someone has a trademark and they haven't filed, there's a certain part of the process which is called publication. That's when they publish your application to the public for them to object to your registration if it will infringe on their trademark application. Here's the thing that publication is not limited to people who just filed, it's limited, it's open to everyone. So if someone hadn't filed but they think that your trademark application is going to infringe on theirs, they can file an opposition to your trademark application because in the United States it's first to use, not first to file. Now that person that's found that opposition that hasn't registered it, they have, they do have a burden because again, that their protection is limited to how they use it um, to where they use it. So if they don't, if they haven't used it in a lot of places, then you guys might have to come to a compromise where they use, they keep using it where they were and then you get the trademark everywhere else. If that's what you want to do. But in the United States, it's first to use, not first to file. Let's see. If I'm selling herbs, what is the law? If you're saying herbs as in marijuana, you can't get a trademark for illegal conduct in the United States. Federally, marijuana is still illegal. So you can't get a trademark for marijuana itself. But there's some workaround, depending on what you're doing. This says... If I get a trademark and someone add a phrase to front or the back of the phrase, it's possible. It is possible. So trademarks protect um, allows the owner to prevent other people from using the same or similar trademark. If the addition makes it so that the trademark is not same or similar, then they can. However, depending on what they add, can't add like generic word to try to make it different. Um, so I'm going to go back with just do it, right? So just do it is the slogan. Someone says, you just do it now. Like that's not enough to, that's still similar. Especially if they're using it in the same way for clothing and shoes. All right, any questions? So if someone used the phrase for business before me, but never trademarked it, they can oppose it. Absolutely. Your trademark interest attached from the moment you begin using it associated with a good or a service. If they're using that slogan, if they're using that slogan in their business to identify the good or service, then that's their trademark. They have absolute right to oppose your application. Now, whether or not they'll be successful, that's a whole nother question, but they absolutely can. And the thing about opposition is that it can get expensive because it's litigated. So it's, I don't know if anybody's ever been a part of a lawsuit. But it is discovery it is motions back and forth and writing and all right all right well let me just tell you i appreciate each and every one of you for joining us for this week's murray's law we're going to be here same time next week monday at 7 p.m central time if you have questions go to the geniuslounge.co and you can register for next week's murray's law when you join the genius Lounge, so the genius lounge is free it's a community where you can network with other entrepreneurs, where you can have access to the replays of Murray's Law. You can ask your questions because the people who are in the Genius Lounge and who are members of the Genius Insiders actually have priority over any other questions. These questions I answered today came from Genius Insiders and Genius Lounge members. Um, Genius Insider, that is our subscription program, our legal and business subscription program for people who wanna have access to an attorney. In real time, so with the insider program, you have free consultations, free document review, access to monthly master classes as it relates to business, hot seat opportunities, virtual post sessions, and uh, discounted legal services. Like, you really can't beat that. So, that's all I have for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you again.